woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bugs. World I'm playing Tin, who is a female foraged fighter and a gunslinger. And you can find my work at doodleforfood.com and onedrewdino.com. Hi, I'm Olivia Welch, and I'll be playing the character Ertleby, who is a grandma and also a gunslinger. She's a druid, but she doesn't know it. She just thinks she's really good at gardening. You can find my work at imagingquest.net. Hi, my name is Jane. I draw the webcomic The Pigeon Gazette, which you can find at thepigeongazette.tumblr.com. I play Vasa, who is a human female rogue. Hi, my name is Wesley Hall, and I play the dwarven wizard Rumblestone Hammerstorm. I make the comic Nameless PCs, found at namelesspcs.com. And I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. Last episode, the group encountered a terrible creature whose very blood eroded timelines. The group's guide came in contact with this, and quickly faded from the memory of the group. You notice that its tail looks like it's poised to attack, but it doesn't seem to be able to reach you since you're so close. But you can see the kind of arcane, purplish, bubbly liquid coming out of its saliva as it bites at you. And you realize that that must have affected whatever that guy's name was that is dead over there. Yes. Um, Carson? You're not recalling his name. Oh, no. That's not- um, did he draw a picture of himself? He did not. No, he didn't. No! <laughs> With Brummelstone battling head-to-head against the creature, the group wondered how long he could survive. But then... I'm actually, like, really concerned it's gonna kill Brummelstone. Oh, look, it's Enzo! Roberto comes in to save his crap! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that would be so epic if Roberto, like, charges in. Hey! <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Hello, handsome. Hey. We needed you. Unable to finish the creature, it made an escape through a tunnel in the ceiling. The group debated how best to ascend when suddenly, Ertleby had an idea. Ertleby is pondering very hard what possibly to do, and she recalls a day in her youth when she was not known as Ertleby. She was known as be Drake. But that's a story for another time. Uh, when she saw a cat who was awesome at climbing rock walls, and as she thinks about this, a transform happens. <laughs> a transformation. And suddenly there is a cat that looks kind of like an old lady um, with a big old cloak on it standing where Ertleby was and like pawing at the pickaxe. After investigating the portal the creature escaped through, the group pondered where it would lead them. Does this remind anybody of like their hometown? <laughs> would anyone no. describe their 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 planet as <laughs> treacherous, <laughs> windy? I don't know. I feel like we're wasting time. We should just go with it. <laughs> now the group walks through the portal as they pursue the creature, and more importantly, their first shard of stardust. Walking through the wall feels like you're being displaced. For a moment, you feel an odd sensation as though you no longer exist. Suddenly, you're pulled back into existence, and you find yourself in a twisted, jagged cave. Stalagmites threaten your every step. You find yourself in the middle of dozens of tunnel entrances. There's winds whipping and howling all around you. 
Do I know anything stonework about the cave, or does it just look like a natural... It is dangerously close to being unnatural in that this is not how stalagmites form. This is not okay. how caves take tend to take shape. Um, but it doesn't look like it was crafted. It just looks like it's violently responding to existence. Would I have known anywhere that sounds like this? I don't know. Nothing. And it's not. It's, yeah. The pointy caves of... But from because of your dwarven heritage, you do recognize that the cave structure at its base is the same. Like, you don't feel like um, you're in a completely new ecosystem. It's just that it's jarringly different than what it was a few feet ago. Do I think we've entered a new timeline versus a new realm? Uh, you're not quite... You can make an arcana check. I can... I'll, I'll take a guess there. <laughs> I got a 10. You don't feel like you've walked... There's nothing that makes you think you've walked into another time, necessarily. If you're anywhere, you may have walked into the Grey, which is the shadow world that exists on the other side of Obrimos, which is a mm. collection of shattered timelines. It's where all the dead timelines exist. So I will, I will explain that to the other group. Mm, um, like the Under. Thanks, thanks, Megan. That's that's great. We'll keep that in the podcast. Trademark, it. copyright. <laughs> I, I kind of I look to the dwarf and I'm like, um, Master Dwarf, you know, does your magic guide you to any of these tunnels? Which one should we go in? Uh, yeah, I would actually look for maybe blood of the creature if I could see that. Like, so you take a look around and you and Enzo at the same. Uh, sorry, you and. Roberto, at the same time, kind of see little specks of the the creature's blood still bubbling with that arcane infection. Yeah. I would say my magic doesn't I, magic doesn't lead me anywhere, but maybe we can follow the blood trail. Hopefully it goes back to the lantern. I slap him on the back in a hardy way, and I'm like, ah, you're brilliant! <laughs> and then I kind of look at the, the, the tunnel entrance with the dread and, and resignation. Like, I just don't want to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you begin traveling following the blood, and it coincides with the winds. The winds are all coming from one direction. So you can either follow the winds, or you can follow the blood. If the blood ever kind of give, like lets up, you'll still be able to follow the winds down this path, if this is the path you trust. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We have trust is a, trust is a big it. word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, I don't trust anything. But you do begin to travel, and um, you start making your way through the tunnels. And it takes a couple hours of tra- uh, navigating through the winds in order to get where you want to go. Um, are you guys doing anything in the meantime? Tin kind of is looking around. Um, she uh, thought she heard something. Ertlebee pauses and goes like, "Did you hear that?" I mean, I would totally just in general be looking at the path as we're going. I don't know if that needs a ups- that needs um a perception check or anything. No, um, no. yeah, you can go ahead and roll one if you want. So I got a six plus a six makes twelve. So my it would be a twelve perception check. 
Um, yeah, you, you can just keep following the wind tunnels and navigate that way if you'd like. Okay. Yep. Borto scared. Okay, who here is hearing things? Because I definitely heard somebody talking. Yes. Raise your hand. Okay, yes, Roberto, robot people, and me. What's wrong with you other two? I don't I don't raise my hand. <laughs> you just, just like, don't do it? You just no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I kind of, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, would, I would raise my hand. Do I know if this is something that is connected to the, to this, to the, to the not under... <laughs> to the gray, <laughs> to the gray. I forgot its name, and then I was like, "Never mind." But you did. No, but your I'm character sorry, has instantly been sorry. killed by a copyright symbol. Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can roll an Arcana check to see. Okay. I got a fifteen. You would know that um, this this other world is a collection of broken timelines and different scenarios that could have happened. Um, it's also filled with memories that never existed. So that could be what you're hearing. I would I would explain that. Yeah, this this is most likely the the sounds of. Things that never happened, or things that never came to be, or things that were, that were erased, or because I, I think it's best to ignore it and stay on the path. Hopefully, we can get out of this soon enough. Can we talk to it? Hello, hello. I don't know why they'd let you die. It's very weird. Hello. <laughs> I kind of go like, grandmother. It's best not to disturb what doesn't, what does, what is not meant to exist. Hello, yeah. hello, grandmother. <laughs> You're creating time paradoxes. Oh, it talked back to me. It talked back. It said, please help me. What? Do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? Grandmother. Do you need help? (laughs) Hello? Do you need... It says, follow my voice. We are following the wind right now. Should we follow your voice instead? Should we? Should we? It says, I can take you. Oh, but where? Oh, uh, where? But where? But where? But where? But where? So I kind of like, I put a hand on her shoulder. I'm like, Grandmother, tell me about your grandchildren. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about all of them, except Bradley. Well, it offered, it said where, question mark. So I think I confused it by saying where many times. But which grandchild would you like to hear about? T- Is it start with Biloxi? your youngest one. Is it, oh, that's going to be Elmore. He's only seven months old, and he's quite a handle. I'm kind of like motioning for us to go. Yeah. As <laughs> oh, oh, the voice is talking again. Voice, do you want to hear about? Oh, you say there are no truths. There are no truths. There are the no grandmother. Truths. Not with these. Your people. grandchildren. Tell me about Ellie, El- Eleanor, or Elvivor. Elmore. Elmore. I'm going to tell both you and the voice. <laughs> Young lady who is nice, also the voice. Elmore is very, very cute. He's got a head like an apple, but a big apple. Um, But it's basically exactly apple shaped, and he's got these adorable little eyes. And Tin, uh, Tin looks a little disturbed. I think the voice is like urging her to try and kill Ertlebee. 
That's not actually the wind. That's just your your temperament. <laughs> Voice. Anyway. Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Hello. Any- is that true? Anyways, Tin's still like looking around. I I think we should hurry as fast as quick as we can. The voice. Yes. Did you I'm kind of like to kill me? I have my hand at Erdelby's back, kind of like pushing her a little faster as I'm being oh, like, "Tell okay. me about your grandchildren. Tell me about them. Tell, tell me about them." Well, then Crane is—he's going to be very handsome. You can tell. Pretty him. much all just kind of putting your heads down and getting through here as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. The voice. Yeah. Did you yes. really say that voice? Voice. I'm so disappointed in you, voice. Yeah, as Erdelby Bradley. Oh, then there's also Destine. She's a sweetie. Her <laughs> twin brother, Stuart. Ah, uh, they get up to so much trouble. Grover, I uh, track son, faster if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so>. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting like really super creeped out with his voice. Um, it just told me that my family's in danger, so I look immediately to Brummelstone and I tell him. I tell him what I heard. And I'm um, like, I have very... Con- I've, yeah. I'm very concerned. I have concerns, Brummelstone. It's trying to lead us off course. Stay on your course. Can I can I annoy the voice by talking about my grandchildren? <laughs> you can like, try. Will the, voice, will the voice be warded off? <laughs> <laughs> you can drown it out of your head, essentially. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. So Vasa has asked me to talk about my grandchildren, and once I start, I can't be stopped. Yeah. So I stop hearing the voice because I'm too busy talking. <laughs> can I can I help everyone else by talking about my grandchildren too, so they can't hear the voice? <laughs> yeah, you can. Your endless prattle about your grandchildren kind of just keeps everyone from really focusing on it. So. Coco's children are Buckrow Myrtle, <laughs> Avalon, and Martha. You begin uh, to make your way through the caves, <laughs> and after about another hour's worth of travel. <laughs> an hour's worth of grandchildren of yeah. family lineage. After, after an hour, we yeah. go through three. Rumblestone is actually, you know, just now all into the family. And it's just like, can you believe he went to Bard College? <laughs> I'm with you. That Bradley is a little chump. Like. The only the only danger in this is that you can you you keep doing this and you keep everybody from succumbing to the voices that are uh, emerging throughout the caves. The only problem is that um, if uh, Brummelstone is correct and you have to give off some sort of history... In order to uh, heal your wounds after the spell, after the shadow plague hits you, you won't be able to use your grandchildren as a, new information. That's fine. Erdelby has lots and lots of life she's lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's she, a lot of cheesecake stories. <laughs> she's got the gossip of the church ladies. We haven't even gotten to the church ladies. Trust me. Um. So, you do finally find the exit, and as you exit the cave, your gaze turns upwards as you look into a dark swirl of gases. Decaying rocks hang frozen far above, with a collection of dying stars surrounding them. Ahead of you, piercing through the ground and reaching into the sky, are dozens of obsidian spires. Rising out of the middle of the spires is an imposing tower covered in runes. At its base, it must be a hundred feet wide. Ripped into the sides of the tower at random intervals are caverns. The top of the spire stretches into an impossibly balanced sphere of sheer obsidian, and piercing the small openings around the sphere is a light that can be seen for miles. 
Lantern. I think we found the lantern. Do we oh. know anything about this place? Or? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems like too. I didn't well, know if I here's, I mean, maybe had read a book. <laughs> give me um, perception checks. <laughs> I won't notice anything. Yeah. I got a 15. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Look at that. Yeah. Natural or forged. He's, he's family forged. <laughs> Built um, forged tough, right? <laughs> so <laughs> anybody with a twelve and above um takes notice of the fact that this is where Hogarth is supposed to be. What's Hogarth again? The town that you That's were at town. originally. Uh and Hogarth itself is a town of limited to no magic, so it's like this might be a timeline where Hogarth this is what it becomes, or this is what it became in an alternate timeline. Oh. Is what I'm, I'm proposing. That's means what, yeah. of economic viability. Yeah. <laughs> this is where they found two lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the possibilities. <laughs> two lights. I'll never go hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> Once... We noticed that. I, I imagine people shared that information. And, Critical um, perception! <laughs> for um, Brummelstone, I, your intelligence is, is higher than Roberto's, I believe, right? Uh, like, significantly? Uh, or no? Probably. Yeah, sure. I have a 16. <laughs> I don't know what Roberto has. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to... <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to figure out who would know this. Brummelstone would be the one to know this, then. Um, those floating... Um, kind of decaying rocks in the sky that you saw when you came out, right? Yeah. Um, those look to be similar in shape and placement to the suns of your world. Mm-hmm. That's that's super cool. And <laughs> Creepy. I share this information nerdily. You know, if I had glasses on, I would push them up. And <laughs> 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 they seem to... Uh, <laughs> Little just wants to note that if this is really the shadow world of the gray of Obrimos, um, does that mean that there is the possibility that in some universe, Sprouty survived? All things are possible. And the... he could be here. We could run into Sprouty again. Sprouty's actually the king this. of this world. Yes. You better not run into Sprouty. <laughs> I just go. I I just go. I know. I have like. I have. You know. I I I don't care what realm this is. Let's get that lantern in and be be done with this. Good idea. Let's go. Now, <clears throat> you. It's obviously a dark night out. Um, the Scott. This the dying stars in the sky aren't doing any favors either. So it's fairly dark here. Um, that would also mean that the torch you're carrying essentially makes you like a lighthouse. It's true. But there's another lighthouse over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like a, we're like a moving lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I know Enzo's been hurt. I mean, I know um, Roberto's been hurt. I know uh, Tiny Tin also incurred an injury. Um, it's, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's dark. Uh, we have a torch. Perhaps we should huddle down somewhere until possibly day comes. Get I think arrested. that's a great idea. I. 
I'm a little bit sus- or I'm sus- I'm worried that the light will actually attract and dangerous things to our location. Well, I would snuff it up. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. Yeah, can we find like a fortified spot something that seems like the safest? The only thing around in the area is, um, I mean, you could try to, like I said, there's, there's like holes carved into those spires. If you wanted to explore the spires and see if you can crawl inside one of them, that would work. Um, no. If not that, you could go back into the cave and try to hide there. Sprouty's waiting for us. <laughs> Just remember last time we took a nap. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty okay. Um so I can keep going. How much light do we have if we were to extinguish the torch? None. None. Okay. Then could we, we, we have- you only have the, the little bit of like I mean the the light coming out of that spire is is pretty strong, but it's only kind of illum- it has this weird effect where it's only really illuminating the surrounding area to a point where it looks like it's a star a bright starry night. Well, we don't we don't really have a choice. We can't move forward, and we're gonna have to set up camp and wait for a time when we're not a freaking buffet lit on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Erdebe is asleep. Okay. Well, that's the side of things. I'm gonna, I guess I would have like turned around to be like, so what do you get? Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're staying here. <laughs> There's no wig in her. <laughs> I snuff out the torch and it's pitch black, but I'm using my keen senses. So yeah, it's actually um, surprisingly rather uneventful. Um, yes. You get your full uh, time in, and after about eight or so hours, you wake up. You feel <sighs> the problem is that you feel refreshed enough, like you gain all of your mechanical benefits back. But when you wake up, you don't feel um, psychologically refreshed. You'd, because as you open your eyes, and as those who took watch noticed, uh, those dead stars in the sky, they don't change over. Like, the, it's just permanently night here. Oh. Shite. Well, I'm glad I got a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we have no choice but to use our torches, because there's not, like, there's not going to be a sun that's well, going to come up anytime soon. Would we Doesn't be able to the, navigate in the dark? Does the dwarf have keen night vision? I have dark vision, but I still think you need some sort of light source for that. No, you don't. Dim light okay. you need. Dark vision you Dim can light. see absolutely in the dark. Alright. Okay. So I would actually, I propose that we um, sort of like each, we have the dwarf hold the rope and we each hold on to the rope and we move forward like that. I can put Brumlestone on my shoulder. Yeah, that, I mean... <laughs> Watch out for the hole over there. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Borjo's night vision gear. <laughs> yeah. I just put it on my head. I like the idea that I would like lay on the top and my beard would cover your face. You yeah. just look like this tall robot. Like, and you can't tell. It's too dark. If you're going to do that, I need to give you this. And Erdelby passes you the long trench coat she took in the village. <laughs> Now we can get into adult movies. Like, Perfect. Yeah. Yes. This is the old. This is the old uh, Brumblestone, Roberto Kahn. This is how it's called. <laughs> Mini plays for free. <laughs> I was getting tired of carrying that. 
you may wear it for now. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll lead if I can see in the dark. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're all just holding on to the rope and kind of mm-hmm. yeah, stepping our way along. I'll move with caution. Yep. So <clears throat> you're able to do this for a good distance, and once you finally get kind of into that kind of lower dip, that almost like shallow valley, that's when there's enough light. You've kind of come into light enough where you don't need to do something like this anymore. Because you can see, you can see enough. Like I said, it's kind of like a, a clear, uh, autumn night skyline. But there's like enough light, you know, coming in, and that's mostly because of that giant light coming out of the top of the tower. So, um, yeah, what is your plan of action? You've kind of come into this valley. So there's dozens of these spires all over at varying uh, heights, and then right in the middle, there's the big one. Uh-huh. I mean, I say we come and get what we came for. Yeah, we go. I would go straight for it. You know, if if, if things are going to come out of the spire, they're going to come out of the spires no matter what. Yeah. The clatter of fate. <laughs> I'm inspired um, to try. Are you uh, to doing any stealth checks then, <laughs> or are you just going to um, walk up? Well, I mean, before we before we enter into the you know the spire proper, at, at least on the edge of it, I would like to do a. Passive wisdom or perception check, whichever one applies in the situation. Yeah. Or investigation, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. Can we see any of the, like, any more blood droppings? They might be dried up by now. Nothing, no. Okay. Um, no, but your passive perception is high enough that um, as you kind of walk into the field of spires, um, you do start to, um, at different locations, hear heavy breathing. Just kind of ushering us along. Yeah. At this point, do you guys want to uh, make some stealth checks? Yes. yes. All right. So the way it works is that when you all do a group stealth check, um, as long as enough of you passed, you all pass. Cool. So you Two. just need three out of five. And stealth is? Dexterity based. I got a ten. Okay. If you're I got a 16. I got a... I got 20. I got a 15. 20. All right. You begin your movement through the area. Once you're kind of keeping your backs along the side of one of the spires in particular, um, you're moving along, it's going well, and then suddenly you hear like a... <laughs> And something in a cavern right above you uh, starts to stir. Can we stealth faster? <laughs> your options right now is um, your options right now are you could scatter and split up and try to hide in different places, or you could just make a, a run for it out in the open, or you could take your chances staying together right here. No, this is the horror movie. You never split up. Never split up. You don't drop your weapons. So, like, essentially, like, it's heard you, and the options now are you can either trust your stealth checks to see if it's going to find you, or you could split up and get new stealth checks, or you could just make a a run for the main tower, or a fourth option that I haven't figured out yet. Yeah. So it's so it's stirring, but it's not like we don't think it's directed necessarily at us. Oh, it's it's coming out of the cavern to take a look. Yeah. Okay. Can we run to the other side of the, the spire, like, out of, its, out of its line of sight, <laughs> so if it were to come out? You can, but you'd be using your same stealth checks. 
So it's up to you. Wait, if you what do we roll on our stealth check? I got a 10. Yep. So it's a 10 plus your dexterity bonus. I got a 6 plus a 4, so it totally oh, was 10. Okay. But like, what yeah. did everyone else get? Uh, we got a 19, a 16, a 20, and a 15, I believe. You know, I feel good about those odds. Yeah, no I do. No I kind of want to just plant. Yes. All right. Bird. So you throw your backs against the wall then, essentially? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so put bushes a, over ourselves. Like, yep. Yeah. Make a form a circle, have like the spears pointing out, you know? <laughs> no, we're, we're pressing flat against the wall. Oh, flat the wall, against okay. the wall. Yeah. Um, like in Wind Waker. Yep. You, uh, you, maybe you crouch down a little low, or if you're Brummelstone, you stand still. And, I actually um, stand taller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck in my gut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> this creature pokes its head out, and it looks bigger than the last one. And it's got the most of the same features, except for it has teeth coming out the bottom of its neck, like out of, right. out, out of its jaw, just kind of ne- like piercing through the skin. And it takes a look around, and every time it, ex- it exhales, this kind of a noxious purple arcane gas leaves its uh, nostrils. Uh, similar in tone to the shadow plague that you've been afraid of this whole time. Uh, it takes a look around. It looks down. But it doesn't look far down enough. And it pulls itself back in. I release, I slowly release the <laughs> breath that I was holding the entire time. That is lucky. <laughs> um, you give it a few minutes to make sure that it settles down and then you continue moving forward. So, <clears throat> given about another half hour of careful, considered travel, you make it to the base of uh, the main spire. Are there staircases? Is there an entrance? It's just a spire with a bunch of... It's just a jagged obsidian spire. Can, can we climb it? Is it... it looks... I mean, all things considered... <laughs> That's it, my solution to most things. <laughs> all things considered, it looks easier to climb than the cavern walls you are in originally because it's so jagged. I mean, if something were to go wrong, you might hurt yourself. And the... The, the lantern is at the very top? There's a giant light source coming up top. It seems probable that that's the lantern. How tall is the spire again? Uh, a little over 100 feet. Are there a bunch of holes along it? Yep. Like caverns? Like the ones that in the other spires? Similar in shape, yeah. Mm-hmm. They might also hold creatures, but you'd have to take that chance. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like this. No. Um... <laughs> Can you send your raven? Can you send your raven? To go get the the lantern. (laughs) We at least check that it is the lantern and not just like a huge like LED bulb or something. (laughs) Giant angler fish (laughs) from this alternate universe where they invent LEDs (laughs) in (laughs) overmost. Yeah, I'll send my raven up there. Alright. Is your raven going to try to stealth its way around? It's just going to fly straight up. Uh, Stealthily up there, I guess. Yep. Um, can you give me a roll then for it? Sure. This is where we die, guys. Oh, we God. travel this far to die here. Guys, I missed my raven already. <laughs> uh, I rolled a six for stealthy flight. Raven flight. Fucking noisy bird. <laughs> <laughs> six. 
Plus whatever on. his... This is going up. They're like, ha, ha, yes, master, come. <laughs> I see some obsidian. Uh, there's yeah, a monster yeah, that just ate me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, bird. Catchphrase. Um, so... Catchphrase. <laughs> 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 it kind of circles around the, um... The spire once or twice buzzes the tower a little, and then goes up a little too high, and then it gets curious and peeks in one of the holes, and then you just hear one of those terrible, like, horsey breaths again, that... It's so rude. And you see two claws come out and kind of grab the edge of the cavern, and then that a similar creature to before pulls its head out. And uh, it's going to go ahead and try to breathe on your bird. No, no, it's don't, it don't forget it. about me. <laughs> Did we draw a picture of it? <laughs> I quickly no. do. <laughs> we keep messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bird, JC? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Non-existent. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I hit, but I should double check. I don't want to. I don't want to rob your bird of a good good life. Yeah. <laughs> Not Sanders. AC AC for future Sanders. reference. If you decide to summon another raven, is a uh, twelve. Twelve. Hey, oh. It's got a higher armor class than I do. Thirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to hit points? Or you, not, you don't have that one either. I don't know. I should have I'm sorry. sorry. Hit points. Hit points are. Um, if you want, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. One. Uh, one. One. Yeah. What? I'm just kidding. Hit point. <laughs> <laughs> it actually has more HP than me. So, um, this purplish. Moist gas pours out of its mouth. It breathes all over them in this large cone, and you watch as the bird spirals out and crashes to the ground. It looks down at you. It just disappears when it hits zero, though. Which is nice. no the the bird. Yeah, the bird crashes down and then just feathers explode and then fade out into the ether. But the creature staring at you. Oh. Can can we all freeze? And yeah, just like deer in headlights. <laughs> like you don't mind you, me you, i'm a statue you can but on your uh it's the first round of combat and it's vasa's turn oh. uh, show, no, show no mercy I'm just i whisper i kind of go we should all try and not fire loud weapons <laughs> Oh right. yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and like and try to shoot at it immediately. Um, <laughs> after I I curse healthily under my breath and in my mind, <laughs> fucking birds. So I rolled a twenty-two. I'm definitely trying to aim for the general mouth or throat area, as if there was a way to shut this thing up, just in case. And I did twelve damage. And then I used my cunning action to like hide on the, like out of its way. <laughs> um, Erdelby is going to just really quickly stage whisper to the lovely Lady Forge. Do you still have those spores? Mm. Uh, I do, but I'm not sure if they're going to be effective against this. It's better than nothing. It's better than yeah. nothing. We are trying to put them to sleep. Ideally, I suppose, if it can avoid the sound of a fight. 
Of course, I'm the one who also threw a mushroom into the mouth of the other one. Uh, and that didn't do anything. Um, also, Vasta, can you give me a stealth check? Yep. So... Oh, I got a 17. As far as you can tell, it has no eyes on you. Roberto? Uh, so it's looking at Rumblestone. <laughs> um... Well, it's looking at all of you. All of us now. Okay, well, again, I would just... I'm gonna arrow... put an arrow in its butt. <laughs> it's sticking its head out of the cave, so... Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, You're going for a crazy ricochet shot. Yeah, well... <laughs> I, can still, I can still roll for that, right? No. <laughs> um... Uh, I got a 10. Yeah, so yeah, it, it doesn't find its mark at all. Are you doing anything else this round? Uh, I'm going to cry a little bit. Okay, yeah, there's um, a couple tears. Like, hide. <laughs> oh, hide. Um, hide. Can I, okay, um, can I... I don't... I'm huge. How am I going to hide? You can't really... Uh, Vasa gets to as an as a uh, side action, but you don't. Okay. Okay, yeah. so I just, just punch your way into the obsidian. <laughs> <laughs> Stand back, uh, citizens. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just try to position myself at the front of the pack of everyone. Okay. If anything. Yep. Tin? Um, how exactly far away? Like, could I potentially reach it with my glaive if I had my glaive out? Or it's no? 20 feet it? up. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd ha- you could shoot it. Uh, oh, um, yeah, actually... Says the helpful GM. <laughs> you could kill my baby if you wanted to. <laughs> um, I'm a little... Okay, I'm gonna try the spore thing. I'm like, alright, Grady, if this doesn't work, I'm never listening to you again. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Bradley move. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'll take out the spore, or can I at least, yeah, I'll just take out the spore thing and, um, can I quickly check to see if it looks like it'll still work? Just throw it in. You can make a nature check if you want to. Nah, whatever, I'll just throw it (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so as long as you don't roll like a one, it won't fall on you guys. But just don't roll a one. Okay. Yeah. There's 19 other numbers. <laughs> a three. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it flies up and doesn't doesn't meet him at all. Uh, they don't make that they don't make that connection and uh, just... it falls harmlessly to the ground. It's still it's still secure. But Okay, I'm going to just pick that up. Another I'll try again. Right. <laughs> Thank you, lovely lady robot. Uh, Brummelstone. Uh, I'm gonna line up and try to take a crossbow shot. Shot. Let's see. Uh, Twenty altogether. That's it. Uh, seven. Yeah, and I'll see if I can get. I don't think I can get any cover from hiding in the obsidian, but like, just try to maybe shuffle beside it as best as can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's turn. Yeah, it's going to stay where it is, and it's just going to, like, pull its head back and just breathe at all of you. Um, it can only hit, um, who's next to Enzo's character? Who would be standing right next to him? Probably Brummelstone. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna go after everyone but Vasa, because Vasa moved and uh, hid. We'll go around. It hits Ertleby. No! 
Oh. Mrs. Bring a big Tim. <laughs> it misses uh, Brummelstone. And it, wow, it misses everybody except for Ertleby. Unfortunately, that was a critical hit. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. Um, no. No. Ertleby loves to talk about things. She's only talked about her grandchildren, but she can reveal lots of things that are personal. So, um, you, uh, will need a medic. So, you take 22 damage from the crit. Okay. Yeah, the breath just wraps around you and starts decaying you. And and you watch as Ertleby gasps and falls to the ground. Um... So the, for those that aren't aware, the way this works is that every time it's Ertleby's turn, she has to roll a d20. There's no modifiers added to it. It's just a d20. It's pure fate at this point. If it's 10 or above, if it's 10 or above, she gets a success. And three successes means that she lives. If she gets three failures, nine or below, you lose Ertleby. If she rolls a 20, she has two successes. If she rolls a one, <coughs> she has two failures. So any amount of healing, any amount of healing saves her, brings her right back up. So you watch as she collapses. It's Ertleby's turn, so I need you to make a death save. No. I got a nine. <gasps> one failure. No. No. Uh, you can also use medicine checks as well. Vasa, it's your turn. Fuck. Um, I mean, I I shoot at the creature, and that is a... No, you should do a medicine check on Ertleby. I can't heal for shit. <laughs> but, you, but you have the... It's, it's, it's your wisdom. It's your wisdom modifier, which you have a lot of wisdom, right? Wait, is that is that true? Because I yeah. don't know how healing works. Oh, well, the fuck, then I'm, I'm like, I circle around, and I, I, I go to Ertleby, and I do a, a medicine check, and that's a d20? Yep, D twenty plus your wisdom modifier. So I just did a medicine check for thirteen plus two is fifteen. And that checks, yeah. You stabilize her. Yeah. So and then I use want- my I use my little like cunning action to like drag her little body out of the way and hide yeah. with her. <laughs> yep, that works. Um. So yeah, you uh quickly like kind of like run and slide up next to her. And um, you kind of you give her mouth to mouth whatever it takes to kind of get her lungs That's kicking the, again. Oh, oh, oh. And um, yeah, so, she's gonna be out. Or it'll be just for your own records. Uh, you're gonna be out for four hours until you receive like any kind of hit point healing. But if you it, left dead. your own devices, you'll be up in four hours, right? And so you get her to kind of <gasps> just 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 enough to know that she's not going. You're not gonna lose her, and then you drag her out of the combat. Is yeah. she like at, only have like one HP right now or something? Like what? How? She, <laughs> she what has zero. And she zero. Yeah, but she won't it, die. Okay. Right. In four hours, she'll gain one hit point unless somebody casts a spell on her or something. Um, Roberto. Um, I would like to go. I rush over to Ertleby and I kind of put my hands over her. And I kind of do a magic arcane. I am a robot, but I know shit, and I zap, I zap. I whisper, cure wounds. In ancient, <laughs> robotish, robotish. Yep, <laughs> yep so Roberto um, focuses and pulls a bit of nature around him. And how many hit points do you get? Four in total. Yep, so. 
<laughs> Get up, Grandma! We still have to kill this weird <laughs> thingy. So you wake up. cracks her neck. Left and right. <laughs> like, oh. It's go time. <laughs> um, that was pretty nice. Um, is there any way to... Um, I don't know. Like, throw your little powder thing again. Uh, okay. (laughs) Can I throw my powder thing? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Make it go to sleep. That's what Ertlby would have wanted. (laughs) Ertlby says. Oh shit, son! Wait, is that a one or a twenty? Yeah. Right in the mouth. Alright. Critical! Nom 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 nom. Yeah. <laughs> Critical you mushroom know. throw. Yep, so um, you throw it up there and the pouch explodes and crashes into his face. <laughs> and uh, those spores seep in and he just <gasps> takes, a, he takes a breath in and sucks them in. And then you just see him just go rigid. And then, yeah. Go oh, basically yeah. go st- <laughs> he's, he's is, paralyzed. It, is it asleep or is it just paralyzed? It is paralyzed. So oh, someone yeah. might want to do a nature check to see how long that's gonna last. Oh. Um Antibi's good with nature. Anyone that wants to can make the check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh. Um it basically um it gets to constantly try to fight to wake up. The max it can last is one minute. Okay. After after mm-hmm. a minute, it'll wake up no matter what. It'll come out of its stun. So you have one minute or less to do something to it. So let's just climb a hundred feet in a minute. That seems reasonable. It's only twenty feet up. It's only yeah, it's only twenty feet. Okay, oh, okay. Climb to so the top I, of the I will I will volunteer to climb because I have the best stealth and the best dexterity. Is that a is that a dexterity check or is strength. it a strength check? Fucker. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brumblestone's turn actually. Okay. Now I can climb pretty well, but I can also just toss a chromatic orb up there at it. Yep. What is that? Um. But I'm gonna start. I'm gonna yeah. I'm so I'm gonna pull out my magic spell, my magic orb, and start chanting in a dwarven tone, very hush, quietly, and shoot up an orb that will it'll go up to ninety feet to twenty feet. And yeah. uh, I'm gonna choose uh, acid damage. And I'll roll to hit. That's a 15. Nice. And you get advantage. Nice. Well, roll again. Yep. Uh, that's a 19 plus 5. So yeah. Um, you should also know any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if you're within 5 feet of the creature. Mm. So if you can melee it, it's free critical hits every time you attack. Ooh. Well, I'm not sure I'm ready to melee it yet. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, how much damage do you do? Uh, that's 3d8. 13. Alright, um, so yeah, you throw up a, a small little magical sphere that when it connects, splashes into acid and starts to burn the, uh, underneath its throat. Um, its turn, it gets to see if it breaks out. Not yet. Ertlebee? Good job, boys. Ertlebee... <laughs> <laughs> Has risen from the ashes. I grab her gun. I'm like, wait, wait, wait! You'll wake the others. Oh, you're right, dearie. I better sickle it. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> give me, a, give me a climb check. <laughs> I 
I got a 17 and then it's plus dexterity? <laughs> no, it's strength. Nice. Uh, 16. <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, yeah, she she looks at you and she's like, oh, you're right, I'd better sick on it. And then she just starts, like, arm over arm, just, whoo, whoo. <laughs> just <laughs> dead. Damn, Grandma. No, the strength it. of the ages propels her upwards. <laughs> you're fueled on revenge. That must be your, like, tagline now, your catchphrase. And better sickle it. <laughs> I'm sickle of this. <laughs> Vasa. Okay, uh, I'm gonna arrow it, I guess. Um, um, 23, and then I get to use my arrow. Okay, well that is uh, 5 damage, plus my sneak attack is 6, so that's 11 damage. And then I use my killing action to like, hide. Alright. Um, next up is Roberto. Okay. Um. Well, my speed is forty, so I can probably I can make it up there in one go, probably. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you you just gotta make a strength I'm check. All up in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <gasps> Natural twenty. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, all right. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. You are as fast as Ertlebee. <laughs> you both get up at the same time, but you're able to act first. Awesome. So I'm going to slice it in its face Yep. as hard as I can. Uh, I take out my sword, and I like lick it a little bit. Wait, I don't have tongues. Never mind. Um, I, 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 I like slice it across my face in a, because I've seen people do it, but I don't have a mouth. So, um, it just kind of like, it just kind of like sparks fly over my face. I do 10 piercing. Times 2? Times 2 is 20. Woo! <laughs> nice. So I freaking slash and dash in its face. Like, furiously. Alright, yeah, okay. so you start slicing the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, 10? <clears throat> I'm gonna also start climbing. Alright. Do you want to use both of your actions to get up there this round? Uh, yeah. Okay. Brummelstone? Uh, I think I'm better at just shooting arrows down here. <laughs> I don't think everyone should be on the wall. I'm gonna some, uh, some coverage in case more of the creatures come out. It's kind of my thought. Um, so I'll take a shot at it. Uh, 16 plus 3, 19. That's it. Uh, 4 damage. It's, it's turn's gonna try and wake up. No, no, no. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Go to sleep. Sickle time. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. I got a three, because uh, it's 1d4 slashing, so times yeah. two is six slashing. Alright. Did you and add your strength? Oh, I didn't, but oh, oh that makes yeah. it five. Five. <laughs> well, no, it'd be three minus one, be two oh, times it makes it four. Four, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you you get up there, you 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 hold the sickle over your head with two hands, and you <laughs> <laughs> you begin the slow process. <laughs> because it's knocked out, can I like try and get away after that, or I'm stuck there? Like, no, you can move. Yeah, you can move. Oh, wait, go go up, go up, get the lantern. Ertlebee's gonna keep climbing past. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to get away from the check. Give me a shrink check. <laughs> She's gonna try. I'm also like down there being like, Harold, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got an 11 on her strength check. Tan's good enough, so you start ascending. <laughs> hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Could at, could at this point Ertleby use her like bonus, like uh, whatever it is to increase her hit die or use one of her hit die? Yeah, she can use her bonus yeah. action to spend some hit dice if she has any. That's a great idea. I'm going to get myself out of the red. I just got an 8. All right, so I'm at 12 now, and my max is 13. So All right, nice. I'm back um, in business. Roberto? Thank you. Um, the thingy is still asleep, right? Or it's still stunned, yeah. All right, I'm going to continue slicing its face into ribbons as much <laughs> as I can. Ooh, got a good roll today. Um... I got. Uh, I do eight piercing times two, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're slicing it and you're yeah. tearing it apart. <laughs> Tin. Tin's turn. Okay. <laughs> um. So am I up there? I'm ready. You're to up there. Attack? You're ready to go. Okay. Get out my glaive. Uh, fourteen. Uh, thirty times two, and it's slashing. All right, so yeah, um, you cut into it and you you pierce where its neck is. You're ready to take the head if you get the next hit. Brummelstone? Uh, you know, I love stealing a kill, so. (laughs) 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 I've never heard your voice go that high. Just what it does sometimes. That's what I sounded like all all before I was fourteen. So. That's what it sounds like when I steal a kill. That's when it's night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. So you tried to steal the kill, but it's not your time. Yeah. Um, I, I done this before, and I just shake his head, my head at him. <laughs> Bro. Can't Bro. blame a dwarf for trying, right? <laughs> hey, nobody nobody stood around while I shot it with electric lightning earlier. <laughs> Everybody ran. Alright, so um, you watch as it breaks free, and it stands up and turns to look at you. Fuck. Ertle me? I wish I would have. Wait, wait, what about my turn? I still- gone Did I all. skip you somehow? I, I thought you went before Roberto. I'm sorry, it'd be your turn then. Oh, okay, well, alright. <laughs> Doesn't matter, I got it too. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna oh. use my inspiration to roll again. Okay. Yeah. I got a 12. Oh, nope. Ah, God. Ertle B, you're still climbing, right? As fast as my little arms will take me. Alright, so you're 20, um, 40, you're 60 feet up now. Here I go. I thought it was um, only 20 feet. What? Well, he, she was 20 feet, feet up, and then she used her climb to move another 20 feet. Oh. Or no, 10 feet, because she attacked and then climbed. I thought the spire was only 20 feet tall. No, it's, no, no. The first cavern is 20 feet. The oh. spire is 100. Oh, I did not know that when I sent her up there. <laughs> Good luck, Ertleby, you don't fall. Okay, okay, wait. Ertleby, can Ertleby climb faster as a cat? You yeah. could. You can climb, th- oh. uh, yeah, full speed. Um, Ertleby is going to transform into a cat and okay. keep going. 
All right. I did not know it was 100 feet tall. So yeah, you see her kind of struggling, climbing, climbing, and all of a sudden she goes into cat form and just starts... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vasa, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn again? Okay. Yeah, because I skipped you before, and now oh, it's oh, actually good. your yeah, turn. Yeah, I was, I was like wondering. I was like waiting for my name to come up, and I was like, what is it? All right. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's an 18. 18's a hit. That's a 5 plus a 4 makes a 9 plus... A six makes a fifteen, and then I had afterwards. All right, no need to hide because um, you shoot up, and it's kind of turned its attention away from you, and then it turns back to uh, check on you as well, and that's when it catches the arrow right in its throat. Oh! And it collapses. Now. Oh my god! I What's kind of, I, I kind of hiss up there, just like. Well, I mean, I don't know. The cat's climbing up towards the top, and I don't. It's like, what do we do now? Do we want the robots to go after the cat, or do racist to protect the cat, or or do we want the robots to come down? Cause... So, um, you peek up. You're up there at the top now, uh, Erdelby. Yes. And you peek your head up above, and inside the enclave, the first thing your eyes find is what must be the shard of stardust. It's six inches tall, and it shines bright, filling you with creativity. Bookshelves and a finely crafted desk line the walls of the sphere, the first suggestion you've seen that something other than these creatures live here. One of those creatures is up here right now, staring at the shard relentlessly. It's much larger than the others you've encountered, and its spine is rough and exposed. And then its head kind of peeks up, and it kind of starts to rise up a little bit and we'll have to stop there. No! <laughs> no! No whammy. Meow. Grab it and jump. Just grab it and jump. <laughs> Thanks for listening to World Walkers. Don't forget to follow us online at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod and on Twitter at worldwalkerspod. We also started up an Instagram account, which you can find at worldwalkerspod, and we're going to be putting up different pieces of art the group has drawn both during and after the game. I also want to thank our supporters over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. We had a live draw for some of our supporters, and it was incredibly fun. If you like the podcast and want to see it grow, consider becoming a patron. You'll get access to exclusive art, early episodes, and a wave of euphoria that comes only with the giving of money to people on the internet. If we meet our first goal, I'll be releasing the World Walkers campaign guide that I gave to the group for character creation. It has a bit of info on the worlds they could choose from, custom races and class options, and two new backgrounds, the Tavern Aficionado and the Gunslinger. We're only a few bucks away, so if any of that sounds interesting, take a look. Patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Thanks to Sirenscape for the sounds and music you heard in today's episode. Check them out at sirenscape.com if you want to bring your games to the next level. So that gave you all the experience that you've gotten so far tonight. Um, is You're at fa- 580. Oh. Do I get this? Does Birdo get the same amount? Yep, of you, you get it. You get it. You came in on the, on the, on the fight. So Okay. Yep. You're there in spirit. Yeah. Did you guys level up? Uh, what do we need to level up? Great question. <laughs> was, I thought was it was 900. Was it 580 plus what we had originally? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's, that's a big difference yeah. than just being 580. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We were at 368. 
900 XP is what you need to level up. Yeah, we're at 948 now. All right. Yes. So, we're going to take a moment to evolve now. Da, well. na, 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 na. Vasa is evolving. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. She's now boom, a Vasasaur. Oh. <laughs> 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 You don't feel like you've walked... There's nothing that makes you think you've walked into another time, necessarily. If you're anywhere, you may have walked into the Grey, which is the shadow world that exists on the other side of Obrimos, which is a mm. collection of shattered timelines. It's where all the dead timelines exist. So I will I will explain that to the other group. Mm, um, like the under. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Megan. That's, that's great. We'll keep that in the podcast. <laughs> trademark copyright <laughs> no i actually side note i was supposed to i'm supposed to start a new game up at the shop and this is the only world that i'm not running currently and so i i pitched it to uh the store owner like what do you think and he's like oh, you're doing a stranger things campaign i said no stranger things is doing a fucking obrimos game because like i made this up like years ago and he's like that no no it's cool <laughs> 